0: Pandemonium
1: Rains. Yo, and welcome to Pandemonium Rains. We're back at you again on this beautiful Friday. Well, hopefully, it's a beautiful Friday for a lot of you. Maybe not your South Carolinians or your Florians. Uh, evacuation in process, but maybe you're driving and you're listening. Rains. To Pandemonium Rains. Hey, we want to say thank you. We appreciate that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: So, Uh, There's a lot of big games going on this weekend, and I'm a little thankful that Tennessee's not one of them.
0: Yeah, um, and I probably mentioned it. You know, I'm not thrilled about having the eight-game stretch after the bye week, but it's a perfect time for a bye week in every other regard of getting Cedric Tillman and everybody else that you can get at, maybe not full strength after four games, but as close as possible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as a fan, I'm so excited to just watch and enjoy games, and not be emotionally invested, and watch other fan bases suffer and 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 experience the the strenuous roller coaster of emotions. We Amen. will not be one of them, but we do get the pleasure and the joy of talking about it. So a lot of stuff going on uh, this weekend. A lot of a lot of fun stuff. So we're just going to kind of walk through this thing. See what we come across, and let's begin in the Pac-12, coming to you tonight, actually. Pac-12 after dark, 10.30 p.m. on ESPN. Listen, (laughs) this spread has got Washington at just three, just three points over UCLA, and it's in UCLA and Vegas typically does this thing where they'll give you, like, a three-point spot just because, you know, you're the home team. But we've seen the home field advantage that UCLA does not have.
0: <laughs> we've seen what a joke the regular season Rose Bowl is, huh? <laughs>
1: so, yikes. Uh, yeah. Big yikes. Yeah. So, you know what? I, I I don't see any reason here, even though Vegas <clears> – <throat> Is, is, is only got Washington as a three-point favorite here. I don't know why Washington can't win bigger than that, just simply because, listen, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, eight eight touchdowns, one pick. He, he's playing playing pretty well, but he might be the only Bruin worth anything at this point. I know Charbonnet is there. And Michael Penix Jr., former commit by the way, playing out of his mind, 12 touchdowns, one pick, I'm going to predict that you also pick Washington. I'm going to take Washington, and I'm going to take them to do more than cover.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take Washington by a big margin. I mean, I don't I don't know. Three touchdowns instead of three points wouldn't surprise me, frankly. You know, mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised. Phoenix leads the nation in passing yards. I mean, that's, that's remarkable. That's it, it really is. Um, you know, I know he had some injuries and some just really bad luck at Indiana, but like the kid, like them a lot, don't like much about UCLA. especially. You know, I, I might feel better about them if this game was at Washington, truly, because it's going to be just dead in there on a Friday night. And you uh, Washington's going to cover this with ease.
1: I think the thing I'm interested in most in this game is how many Husky fans are going to travel to this game uh, because UCLA is not going to make that trip, that's for sure. <laughs> So, uh, I'll take. Uh, looks like we're both taking Washington, taking them big. Michigan and Iowa is catching a lot of attention. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not really sure why, because I think Iowa's bad.
0: It's that, uh, it, it's that weird thing, and it's more about – I want to say it's more about the opposing team, but I guess it's more about Iowa, where a top-five team goes into Kinnick Stadium and does not perform well. They just don't. I think I heard that Iowa is six, five or six and oh against the spread in the last five or six matchups hosting a top five team. Um, Haven't won all those games, but they've covered every single time. Um, And you know, here again at Iowa, Michigan is an eleven point favorite, which is pretty strong. I like Michigan. I like Michigan by touchdown. I don't know, and and maybe I'm just buying into that Kenneth curse or whatever voodoo they have there. Um, but I'm gonna listen to the Michigan friends that I have, and maybe just recency bias of that uh, that number that they are against the spread, and I'll say Iowa does cover, but Michigan gets the win.
1: I'm gonna take the Wolverines by a hundred.
0: <laughs> <I like laughs> okay, it. I would
1: rather see it. I don't, I don't, I don't care what kind of voodoo Iowa has going on. I don't know what kind of uh, hawk eyes they're gonna be, you know, tossing in their in their in their gumbo but I don't think it's going to matter because Iowa is completely one dimensional. This is game five for these guys (laughs) and Spencer Petras or whatever his name is, has one touchdown pass. Guess what? Here's a stat for you. Anthony Richardson has more touchdown tosses than this guy. And not only that, he's got, he's got two picks. He's thrown for 500 yards on the year. They're one dimensional. Michigan's going to come out and put nine and 10 in the box and say, <laughs> throw it
0: <laughs> dare you but please, you
1: won't please please we want you to throw it and michigan is not one dimensional mccarthy is balling quorum yeah, is, is. balling and you know what i don't know a lot about their defense but i don't know that it matters so i'm gonna take michigan this is an 11 point spread i believe yep 11 point spread in michigan's favor noon game you know what so even if there was some kind of voodoo the voodoo's not awake yet Okay. Yeah. because it's going to be 11 o'clock central time. Give me Michigan. Give me Michigan 38-7.
0: Okay. And, and and I'll say this. If, if Iowa scores an offensive touchdown while the Michigan starters are in, then that does spell trouble. So, <laughs> for Michigan's sake, they need to hope that's garbage time or that they've got the backups in because that offense is putrid. I mean, there's not enough bad words that are approved by my mama and these internets to say about that offense.
1: I mean, here, here's the offense summed up in one word. Against South Dakota State, Iowa found one touchdown.
0: No, 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 sir. No, that was not a touchdown. That is two safeties and a field goal. I'm not kidding you right now.
1: I stand corrected. Let me look at this. <laughs> here we go. Two Okay, so you didn't find the end zone against South Dakota State. (laughs) You found it once against Iowa State. Well, let me just go look at the box score and recap just to be sure that it's actually uh, a touchdown here. Okay, yeah, they found a touchdown on the ground. Listen to this. Okay, this is two weeks ago. 14 for 34. uh, 14 carries, 34 yards carrying the ball and a score. 2.4 yards per carry against Iowa State.
0: Michigan by so, 100. So bad. Michigan hey, by 100. I ain't saying it should be shouldn't be by 100. I'm just saying don't be don't be shocked and surprised and I'm going to lean on it. I'm going to lean on that magic. Okay. Uh but also I want to ask you um you know I was offense is bad. I've I've admitted it. We've talked about it. But they put up 27 points on the greatest defensive mind in college football history on Greg Schiano. Didn't you see that? Stop! <laughs> just, <laughs> just,
1: just stop! You're gonna make the New Jersey people in New Jersey blush. Stop it! <laughs> just,
0: just okay. Stop! I'm mean, fine. Lord. Uh, <laughs> all
1: right, let's keep it in the Central Time Zone. Oxford, Mississippi is gonna be jumping at 11, 11 a.m. on a Saturday as they host Kentucky on the ESPN Network. This spread. Is in the favor of Ole Miss just by seven. But the ESPN matchup predictor has got Mississippi at 78.5% chance to win this game. Here's, here's another little quick stat that's right here on the on the ESPN app. Kentucky and Ole Miss are having their first game as ranked teams since 1958. Oh
0: my gosh! Oh my gosh!
1: I'm pretty sure Bear Bryant had something to do with that. I don't know when he was at Kentucky, but sure, why not?
0: <laughs> he might have had something to do with that, or maybe. maybe maybe all of his players hadn't transferred out yet. You know what I mean? The transfer portal <laughs> wasn't quite <bought> as <laughs> open, so maybe there was some still left over Bear talent.
1: Yeah, that's when that's when that's when players were transferring out of college into like the the, the coal mines. Yeah, the military, the yeah. war. All right, talk to me. Talk Kentucky. Talk Mississippi. What you think?
0: <sighs> this is uh this one's giving me some trouble just getting my head wrapped around it what to expect. Mm-hmm. That that touchdown favorite that I see here in the ESPN app, that does talk to me. That I mean that's pretty strong because yeah. Kentucky is not bad. They're ranked number 7, Ole Miss 14. These teams have played probably similar competition. I will say Ole Miss has looked better to this point as far as handling their business. Mm-hmm. I'll give them that. Um, And I'll say this, if their run game carries over into this game like it has all year, then they can certainly cover that. Um, Is this going to be the first test actually for Jackson Dart? I mean, I don't see anyone on this schedule so far that would have tested him. So my my fear, I guess, if, if I'm looking at Ole Miss, is what if Kentucky loads up the box? Can he pass out of it? I do trust Lane Kiffin to draw stuff up for him. Um, so I think I like Kentucky to cover, but I like Ole Miss to pull out a win. Um, and maybe there again I'm leaning on not having a ton of trust or lack for Will Levis. I don't really know. Um, but I, I don't know that I like Ole Miss to cover a touchdown here. I think they do win. Okay. I, I think that's fair.
1: It looks like Ole Miss's most difficult game thus far is Tulsa, where Jackson Dart went 13 for 24, a buck 54, and two scores. Okay, so not not anything spectacular, but the stuff that he did on the ground, I don't know if you saw this, he carried it 13 times for 116 yards. Okay. He handed it off to Quinshawn Judkins, 27 times, 140 yards. Zach Evans was 10 for 48. I'm going to take Kentucky in this win. Obviously, that has them covering... I just like in this moment, Stoops, his ability to recover after, you know what, not, what's, we get, we throw these words out a lot, seems especially like lately, but lackluster, disappointing performance against a Northern Illinois. Will Leavis, Levi's, however, again, however you say his dang name, seems to play to the level of his competition. I'm going to take Kentucky and I'm going to take Kentucky. I think this is going to be low scoring. I'm going to take Kentucky 21 17. Okay. Ask me what I'm basing that off of.
0: I'd like to guess, but I don't think I can guess. What are you basing that off of?
1: Uh, Absolutely nothing. I don't have a dang clue. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's
1: great. That's great. (laughs) Oklahoma is going to travel to Fort Worth and play the Mighty Horned Frogs. told my wife about that mascot the other day, and she said, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Yeah,
0: right, (laughs) right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Oklahoma at TCU spread is at Oklahoma at six and a half. Does Oklahoma bounce back
0: against TCU? Man, this will be (sighs) – We'll we'll learn a lot about Oklahoma and their character, perhaps their their resiliency, oh, um, because you know that was a humbling loss at at home against mm-hmm. the Wildcats of Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know absolutely next to nothing about this TCU team. I mean, seriously, they have clapped Colorado. Everyone's done that so far. I kid you mm-hmm. not. Um, they did beat SMU by eight. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. I don't know, will they be able to limit Oklahoma's offense in the ways that Kansas State was able to um, for four quarters enough to get that win? I don't think so, man. I think I like Oklahoma here. Um, I think I like them by 17 in this game. Um, I, I think that I like Brent Venables enough. I trust Brent Venables enough to get his guys' attention again, to refocus them after, again, a humbling loss, an ugly loss to Kansas State. Not that Kansas State is a bad team but just an ugly loss at home. I think I like Venables and the Sooners here.
1: I agree. My basis off this for Oklahoma is going to come off the fact that TCU is just not putting up numbers offensively on the stat sheet. And I just really like Venables as a a defensive guy. So Mm -hmm. I I think that Oklahoma's defense, and they're probably just going to be playing pissed off coming off of this loss last week. So I'm going to take Oklahoma. I'm going to take them to do more than cover. Uh, I'll actually take anywhere from like a 21 to 28-point victory here Yeah, for for Oklahoma. Do we want to spend any time on Purdue, Minnesota? Because Minnesota is not being talked about.
0: They're not being talked about enough. Um, You know, I've I've gone back and forth on P.J. Fleck at times, and we don't have to spend a ton of time on this game. Just tell everybody how much you love him. I'll, t- I'll say this, until I learned the reason for the rowing the- of the boat and those things, I thought it was the corniest thing I've ever heard of. Still boat. not sure. <laughs> Still not sure how I feel about him over the long haul, but, I mean, he- heck, he's been there for a while now, mm-hmm. doing things that haven't been done at Minnesota in a while now, mm-hmm. um, if ever. Mm-hmm. And they're not being talked about enough. I mean, 4-0 and oh, mm-hmm. um, wins, and and they clapped the crap out of Michigan State, 34-7. to seven, they Party, also Party. murdered Colorado because, again, everybody's doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, their quarterback looks like he really takes care of the ball well. I don't know how explosive he is, but I'll tell you who is explosive, and that's Muhammad Ibrahim, I think mm-hmm. is how you pronounce it. You, but I'm- um, great player, great player. Mm-hmm. Purdue is just – I think Purdue is one of those cyclical teams that just doesn't – they're not consistent, if you know what I mean. They mm-hmm. They have years here and there. They're dangerous because of the quarterback and the coach there, McConnell and Brom. Um, but I like Minnesota to do well more than cover in this game. And, and frankly, if their defense plays like they have, they could limit Purdue, I think, to 10 or 14 points and hang a really ugly number. I mean, 30, mm-hmm. 40 points there again, I think, is what they can do here. So they're going to do way more than cover that 12, which is pretty strong.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, th- I can see anywhere between a 7- to 14-point victory for Minnesota and the Golden Gophers. But uh, Purdue is one of those teams where if they get down, this offense is designed to be able to sling it around and, and keep it close. So it's a 12-point spread. I'll take a Minnesota victory here, uh, let's say 14 points. So, <clears throat> you know what, Minnesota's on the rise. P.J. Fleck, you know, big win last week against the Spartans, as you pointed out, that's not getting enough tension and it does make me start to wonder a little bit about what might be or what might be or what might not be going on in East Lansing because Michigan State was a hot topic last year. They have seemed to fall out of this spotlight at a very rapid pace, so I wonder what's going on there, but anyway, PJ Fleck, Scott Uma, rode a boat. So, uh, Kansas State, Texas Tech, all these noon games, bro.
0: Honestly, I mean, wow, what just a jam-packed noon slate. Yeah. One game yeah. below here. I see a game we talked about in our recap looking mm-hmm. ahead to mm-hmm. Illinois and Wisconsin, but, yeah, Texas Tech, Kansas State. Um, I know for a fact I'm probably not going to have time to watch this game live. I would love to because these teams are both three and one, and – Kansas State, a little streaky with that, you know, that odd loss that we've talked about. Texas Tech's loss was to NC State, I believe, at NC State. So, not a bad loss there. Mm -hmm. And Texas Tech coming off a big win. So, do they have a letdown against these – actually, let me scratch that. Both teams coming off a big win. So, is there a letdown anywhere, you know? Kansas State by eight, man, that's pretty strong. Because, again, I think Texas Tech has looked better than they have in – a while now, um, yeah, probably time. at least five years, if not closer to 10. Um, so that's a pretty big number. I don't know that I like Kansas state to cover that, you know, Martinez could certainly and, and Deuce Vaughn, the weapons that they have there. They're certainly capable at any given time, but I'm going to say that Texas tech makes this game a shootout. And, and I think that they that Kansas state does win, but only by three or six points. I don't think they're covering eight as of today.
1: Okay. All right. I like that. I think what I like most about this game is that Kansas State is coming off a win off of Oklahoma. Texas Tech is coming a win off Texas, and they turn around and they play each other. That is –
0: that's awesome.
1: Like, fascinating. So now – I have to wonder if Oklahoma and Texas players, Oklahoma and Texas fans are going to be watching this going, all right, who lost to the worst team? <laughs> yes,
0: you know, they will. You know, they will.
1: All right. Texas is going, Texas Tech is better. And Oklahoma's like, no, the Wildcats are better. <laughs> <I don't>...
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> My gosh. Can you believe that one of the, uh, premier might not be the best words, but, a game catching a lot of attention is Kansas State and Texas Tech in the Big 12.
0: And not, And I mean, again, just a jam-packed noon slate, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so full.
1: Yeah. You know what? I like Adrian Martinez. I like him a lot, especially coming off what he did last week. I'm going to take Kansas State. I'm going to take them to do more than cover. I'm going to say a 10 to 14-point victory for the Purple Cats. Let's talk Big Ten Let's talk Illinois at Wisconsin, the Brett
0: Belima Bowl. And, man, what an – he needs a bowl, an actual bowl game named after him just because of how freaking awesome he is and also how big he is. Excuse me. Sorry. (laughs) Um, If this game was at Illinois, no, dude, I'm going for it. I I want to trust myself more when I get these gut feelings. Mm -hmm. Illinois is pulling this upset. Wisconsin's a seven-point favorite at home. Okay. So, again, by the logic that you talked about today and that we've talked about on previous shows, that tells you that the home field advantage is given them somewhere mm-hmm. between a point and a half to, a th- to three points in that spread. I'm taking Illinois to win that game outright. And I just think Wisconsin, like we talked about, is one-dimensional at best, like Iowa that we talked about a few minutes ago, one-dimensional at best, not mm-hmm. that Illinois is some air raid going to throw it out on you. But, again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I trust Brett Bielema himself I like the work that they put in this year. Um, they have a they had a really good chance at being four and zero to this point. Um, if not for that loss to Indiana, that was a close game. That kind of kind of one of those games where neither team wanted to pull away or win. But mm-hmm. I, I like I'm going with my gut here. I'm going with Illinois to win this game outright at Wisconsin.
1: Okay. I think this game is going to come down to Illinois' ability to stop the run game and Braylon Allen for Wisconsin. It's only a seven-point spread. Braylon Allen, as a ball carrier, is that dude, though. Yeah, he, he, he is. He He's that dude. He's 73 carries on the year, 497 yards on the year, six scores. The question for me is Graham Mertz. What – what Graham Mertz is going to roll out for the Badgers. Is it going to be freshman season Mertz? Is it going to be this year or last year thus far? But, you know, what? I think if Illinois can stop the run, I think if, if Illinois can find a way to hold these guys 150 or under, which I think is possible because the quarterback play going on in Wisconsin, I think we're looking at an Illinois victory.
0: I agree. That's, I like that number that you put out. That one fifty, if they can, if they can hold them under that, man, they have such an opportunity here to go in and still get a big win because it'll be emotional for Bielema. Wisconsin is still, you know, they're not a joke. They're just, they're just left in the the further back in the past than Jimbo Fisher even is. So they need to wake up. And I I really, for some reason, like Illinois in this game.
1: Okay, well, I'm gonna go opposite. I'm gonna say Wisconsin actually gets done. I'm gonna say that Allen runs for more than (laughs) two hundred. Okay. I. I haven't seen – of course, I haven't seen Illinois play that much. But the way that Wisconsin has ran you know, thus far, I'm going to say that they get it done. I really like Paul Chris as a head coach. I think they're going to get it figured out. Wisconsin will write that ship. So, that's that's my prediction. But, I, you know, i tell you what, though. I, I will not be surprised if I am wrong about that. I really won't. You know what? I'll take it and I'll eat it. Let's go Pac-12. Let's talk Oregon State at Utah. This game was not intriguing until last week and, and, and what Oregon State almost did against USC. But this game is not in Corvallis. It's in Salt Lake City. So Yes, it is.
0: Utes or Beavs? Um, I think we're still learning a lot about Utah and that I, I also think, in my opinion, that Oregon State still has a lot to prove to me. Um, so I'm going to go with Utah Maybe if if for no other reason, then I like the running back still at Utah. Mm-hmm. I still like Cam rising at Utah. And, frankly, I have a man crush on, well, Whittingham, excuse me. A little bit of a man crush still on Whittingham. I know they couldn't pull it off in Gainesville, but, mm-hmm. you know, Florida played well. But, again, trust factor. Quarterback factor. I'm gonna go with the Utes, the two Utes.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree to that. And also simply because this game is in Salt Lake City. That's a hostile place to play. It is Utah. I've been saying this from the beginning, even after the Florida loss. Utah's scrappy. Cameron rising's a baller. I don't know anything about Oregon State other than they they they've just barely lost, you know, to USC. Give me the Utes and give me the Utes to
0: not to cover. I actually do like them to cover. That's a big 10-point spread at home, but eh, I, I like them that much in this game, I think.
1: Sounds good. I'll take it. We're going to skip 330 CBS and come back to that, save it for later. Let's keep moving down the timeline, though. Big 12, big one here. This game was last year's conference uh, championship game in the Big 12, Oklahoma State at Baylor. Spread is at 2. In Baylor's favor. Talk to me
0: again. I hope that I have time Saturday to watch this game. Um, I will say this: if I'm in front of a TV at 3:30, my eyes will probably be on CBS, and my phone or my second screen will be on or on Fox. Excuse me for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it looks like they're expecting another good game out of these two teams, and boy, have they had some good ones, like you mentioned in that in that Big 12 championship a year ago. Um, and also, I'd like to ask, has Spencer Sanders not been at Oklahoma State for like two decades now, or is he going on three? I can't quite remember. He's been there for a long time, it feels like.
1: Yeah, I think he, I think he was class of '97.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. that's the one. That's the one. He was the, he was a six star player in the '97 class. All jokes (laughs) aside, um, man, this another game that kind of baffles me here. Um, Baylor's a little bit more balanced, I believe. Um, gosh, dude, really struggling to make a choice here, but I think I'm going to go with the Baylor Bears. Okay. I mean, they've had a little letdown with that loss, uh, still a close loss at BYU, a good team. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I feel like I just trust them more. I think that their defense will make the plays against that Oklahoma okay. State offense and that passing attack um, to where if they can't run the ball, that Oklahoma State, that is, they will be in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to lean on Dave Aranda. I'm going to lean on the Baylor Bears. I'm going to say they – obviously, I think they'll cover that because just a field goal will do that. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think they, they win that game by 7-10. to 10.
1: Okay. Dave Aranda, I'm glad you said his name because I want to I say something about him before I make my prediction. <clears throat> I would love to see him in a blue blood program. Agreed. I would love to see him at a Texas. I would love to see him at a – you know, I know this job is not even close to being open – but like a Michigan, or maybe even you know a Miami, a, I don't know. I, he he's he's been very successful at Baylor and have pulled pulled them out of the miry clay and set their feet upon a rock. Hello Jesus, <laughs> right? So <laughs> yes. Uh, as much as I like Dave Aranda in this game, I think Oklahoma State has had this one circled since they lost the way that they did in the Big Twelve. I mean, you less than a yard. That that was the difference, and and what a classic game that was. I really like Mike Gundy. I really like Spencer Sanders. I am going to take Oklahoma State to win at Baylor, and I will say this is going to be a 10-point win for the Pokes. Okay. 10-point win for the Pokes. Let's move to, finally, the Eastern Time Division. Wake Forest at florida state if there is a game that i'm really interested in it's 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 this one i I mean it 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 really is and i didn't know that i could be so interested in a game where wake forest was involved but props to them props to sam hartman and 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 dave clausen heaven forbid right uh florida state by seven here 330 on abc what
0: you got boy that's a big number it feels like if. Feels like a big number based on the performance mm-hmm. that we saw from Wake Forest against Clemson. Mm-hmm. I know there was a lot of weird in that game. We talked about it a little bit in our recap. Yep. Um, but seven feels, seven feels a little large. And, again, a game where we're going to get a much clearer picture of Florida State once this game is concluded. Mm-hmm. Now, just like the 12 o'clock, time slot is filled with game upon game. We've talked about many of them. Boy, is 3.30. just yep, sir. Like I wish I had, you know, eight eyes in my brain, in my head. I might need to go to like a Buffalo Wild Wings if I had time. I got you. Because what a day, what a day, what a schedule. Um, But again, seven points. It is a home game that they're favored by seven for the Knowles, But I think I I like Wake Forest to be a little bit fired up. I don't like them to win the game, but I do like them to cover and lose this game by more like three or maybe even four uh, because of the performance that we saw from them. And I do think that Florida State has definitely—they're taking some very nice steps in riding the ship. But we're going to learn a lot about them. I do like them to win. I don't like them to cover seven.
1: Okay, I like that a lot. I think Sam Hartman here is going to ball out just because this—this this is what he's been doing. He is thirteen scores on the year, two picks, and he is about what is that math? Is that thirty-eight yards, forty-eight yards shy, thirty-eight yards shy of of, of a thousand? He's a baller, man. I, I really, really like him. He is, he's kind of like Dave Randon for me, man. I would, I would love to see him in a program, not Wake Forest.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: going to take Florida State, though. I really like Jordan Travis. That, 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 that program is, or that football team is his. It is, he is the face of it right now. I know they don't have Jared Burst back, which is, which is a shame because that dude is a difference maker. But Florida State is kind of in a similar situation that we are. You know, as Tennessee fans, so I expect that that home crowd to be nasty. They should definitely
0: be nasty. Absolutely,
1: it's it's a top twenty-five matchup. This would be huge for Mike Norvell. I'm going to say that Florida State rises to the occasion. All right, they rise to the top. There's a Butch Jones reference for you. (laughs) They rise, and you said we said the spread was at seven? seven. I'm gonna take them to land smack dab on the middle of that and get a seven point victory. Right. I, I still I expect this to be a shootout because I expect Sam Hartman to really do what he has been doing. And but I'm I'm still I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with the Knowles here in what is what is gonna be an upset.
0: <laughs> and I'm with you on shootout. I think that this game could crush the over of sixty four or sixty-two. I had it just a moment ago. Um, sixty-four, so I think this game will could obliterate that number uh, because I don't like necessarily either defense as much as I love those offenses.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. I like it a lot. All right, we make our way back to the Big 12 and the Midwest, and we talk about the Red-Rivel rivalry. Just kidding! We're talking about (laughs) Iowa State, Kansas, because nobody cares about the Red-Rivel rivalry. We're talking about... Kansas, something like Allen Iverson. Man, we out here talking about Kansas, man. Talking about Kansas. F- talking about Kansas. But ESPN, or excuse
0: me, Vegas likes Iowa State here. Yeah, at the uh, vaunted David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium, they like the Cyclones by a field goal. Yeah, man. So that tells us there again the logic that we've talked about. It's a it's a five or a four and a half touchdown favor if this game is at Iowa State. Um man, and call me crazy, call me just emotional. I'm going to ride with the Jayhawks, dude. I'm going to ride with the Jayhawks. I'm riding you know, with the Jayhawks, baby. That Iowa State offense, they they've handled their business in lesser competition games, but you know, we've talked about Iowa's offense, but Iowa State was only able to put 10 up on Iowa. Uh they yeah. did lose to Baylor, a good Baylor team, 31 to 24. And I'll tell you this, man. I like that Kansas quarterback, Jalen Daniels, that we have talked about. Uh, I, I mean, I'm again, man crush, Lance Leipold, one in the same, yeah. one in the same, dude. He's right there with dudes. I'd like to see at a you know a big job, yeah. You know a blue blood, um, but I'm gonna ride with the Jayhawks, man. I hope I'm not just buying into the hype, buying into the buzz, but I'm riding with them, dude.
1: i want to say what I said on the Orange Cast when we talked about Florida. The last time Kansas was this good, Tennessee w- won the East and went to Atlanta. So, let's rock chalk Jayhawk. Let's yes. Do, let's, let's do the thing. I'm going to take Absolutely. Kansas. And, 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 and more practically speaking, not, not looking at this through orange lenses, I have no idea who Deckers is for this quarterback for Iowa State. Yeah, I, right. I know who Daniels is for Kansas, and the dude is playing out of his mind. So, give me, give me the, the red hot Kansas Jayhawks. Which is which stinks because, man, I really like Matt Campbell. Like I, I really, do, too. I really, really do. I would love to see him in a big time program. But at the same time, I'm like, man, you've been so faithful and loyal to the Cyclones, and you've turned them into something really, really respectable. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're gonna be if he stays there, they're gonna be one of these teams where every, you know, three to four years they're gonna be solid because. Every three to four years, they will have a a Brees Hall, and they'll have a oh shoot a a Purdy, you know at quarterback. Uh, yes. They're going to rotate those dudes in. It's not going to be consistent every year just because of who you are and where you yeah. are. But as far as this game goes, man, give me give me Kansas because why the heck not? Right? I mean,
0: absolutely.
1: They've they, they're they're playing out of their mind right now, and I'm I'm rooting for them. So I. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk Virginia Tech and North Carolina. (laughs)
0: Let's do it. Heels. (laughs) Heels are – they're going to bounce back with a vengeance offensively, especially Um, Mm -hmm. we know we don't love their defense, but I'll tell you what I like less is that VT offense. Mm -hmm. Um, God, man, five touchdowns, five picks for Virginia Tech's quarterback, Grant Wells. Yeah. Boy, that's not pretty. Their leading rusher has 179 yards. Um, Keyshawn King there and it's just the ag- exact opposite for the Tar Heels who are mm-hmm. going to absolutely cover this they could win by 30 I think in this game Yeah. Um, the over-unders at 53 which makes no sense because neither defense is great mm-hmm. um, so they're going to hit the over yeah. they're going to de- demolish the over um, maybe they're just not expecting Virginia Tech to score I don't know but North Carolina might cover that 53 on their own if if Virginia Tech doesn't score it's going to get ugly Big, baby, uh, baby blue. Yeah,
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. Look for Drake May to have a big game. The dude's 16 touchdowns, one pick on the year, and he's 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 lighting it on fire. And I just want to say this, and I really just want to move on. Man, I kind of feel bad for Virginia Tech. You know, I know what? Too. I mean, they're, I don't think they're in a position yet like that of Nebraska. Fans are still showing up like Nebraska. But you've you've got this, and again, it's not a Scott Scott Frost situation where you've where you've hired the Golden Child and he was in year five. It's a it's an outsider who's in year one, and I can't his name escapes me. He was Brett Proff, Brent yeah, Proff. Yeah, yeah, defense coordinator for Penn State last year. I don't know that he's going to get this get this thing turned around because they're they're just bad. So with that said, North Carolina and North Carolina big and because it's always fun to say return of the Mac,
0: right? Yeah, it is. I'm not going to say,
1: I'm not going to sing it though. Uh, (laughs) Even, even though like I'm, I'm fighting temptation so hard right now to burst (laughs) out in the song. So anyway, we, Courtney and I, so Mike and I very quickly are big new girl fans and Courtney and I were watching new girl last night. And it's, uh, it's the episode where, jess and cc get high and she's she's playing return of the mac return of high jess and listen new girl reference if you haven't watched it you should you you should definitely go watch it texas (laughs) a&m texas a&m absolutely at mississippi state this one man i'm i'm so i'm so excited just to watch this one and and just be (laughs) a football fan because i think there are so many possible outcomes in my mind for this game. I can see an A&M blowout. I can see a Mississippi State blowout. I can see a close win by either team. I can see seven overtimes. I, 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 I can see it all here. Mm. Vegas has this at Mississippi State by four.
0: What do you think, man? First of all, that, that four is interesting because, again, that tells you if it's played on a neutral side, that Vegas sees this as pretty even, pretty even. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think it is too. I think it's pretty even. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this looks like, if we watch this game, we recap this weekend, and this looks like the Mississippi State-LSU game, where there wasn't a ton of points scored. The offenses were not just rip-roaring down the field. It was kind of putting drives together. Who can not turn the ball over, do things like that, which Mississippi State did turn the ball over and hurt them very badly in that LSU loss. Um, The over-under sits at 45, and I like the under in this game because I mm-hmm. think about that Texas A&M defense that limited a pretty potent Arkansas offense held KJ Jefferson in check for the most part did enough to mm-hmm. obviously hold on Arkansas shot themselves in the foot but did enough to limit that offense and not let it get out of hand because we do know that Texas A&M can't just score and score and score mm-hmm. um, so again I think that line is pretty fair as far as how I see this game being even pretty evenly matched um but I'm going to lean on home field advantage for factor one, Davis okay. Wade stadium, lots of cowbell, more cowbell. Always. yeah, baby. I'm going to lean on Will Rogers over. I mean, anybody that Texas A&M frankly has on the roster losing a nice Smith. I mean, there's just more factors for me. And I really wanted to predict an upset here, but I just, there's way too many facts in my opinion against Texas A&M where there's still some unknowns about Mississippi state, but I like their defense coordinator that we've talked about. Um, and I like all those other factors. I think they they do cover this. They win this game by a touchdown, I think.
1: Mississippi
0: state
1: Mississippi state. okay. okay. I'm gonna take Mississippi state as well, and I'm gonna take Mississippi State by two scores. And I can see this either being Mississippi State fourteen to three. I can mm-hmm. see this being Mississippi state twenty one to ten. I can see mm-hmm. this being Mississippi state thirty eight to seven. <laughs> right? I, I think. Right. I think Mike, Le- Mike Leach is going to come out and sling this thing. And I- I'm, I'm big on quarterback play right now. I, I have been for this season. Will Rogers is just night and day better than whoever trots out for, for A&M. And the leading passer for A&M right now is Haynes King, and he's three, three touchdowns, two picks. He's 461 yards. That's atrocious. Where Will Rogers has 1,300 yards, 16 touchdowns, three picks. Yeah. Mississippi State
0: might not run the ball at all. I mean, honestly, they 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 might not. Um, because I don't think that's the key to beating a and M team. I mean, KJ Jefferson did lead the Hogs rushing the ball yeah. for Arkansas. Yeah. But, you know, when the defense is coming along, that's just a huge added weapon. Rodgers isn't gonna do that. Um, he is mobile in the pocket, he moves around the pocket well. And again, I just like you like you're talking about quarterback play, I just trust him. I mean, I can't even put into words how much more I trust him. If Haynes King is still the leading passer at Texas A&M, it's been two weeks since he's got action at least. Mm-hmm. That's just so bad. remarkably bad. I mean, bad. that's terribly, terribly awful. Um, so, yeah, Mississippi State, they're going to cover this game I, I'm as well. They could win this game huge, or they might win it 7-3 to three or 10-3. Yeah. to three. I mean, there's no yeah. telling here, but yeah. they're going to win.
1: I think, I think the storyline is either going to be one of two things, either A-chain, a-Chain held to 44 yards against Mississippi State, or it's going to be Mississippi State cannot stop A-Chain, and he's over 400 yards, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think, it's, I think it could be a shootout. Again, I, th- I can see this plane landing anywhere, and Texas A&M is going to ride or die by A-Chain come Saturday. And even though the dude is a stud, I just don't think that it's going to be enough because your quarterback play is, is that bad. It it so really bad. is that bad. You know who else is bad? Auburn.
0: Auburn's bad. <laughs> I almost had it. I didn't quite have it.
1: They're bad. They are, they're hosting LSU on Saturday. And I'm telling you, my eyes are on this one because I want to see LSU, obviously. Oh yeah. LSU favored by eight in Jordan. Jordan hair. Make sure I say that right. And Man. I just feel bad. I feel bad for Auburn. Does does Brian Harson survive this game? Is is it's more of an intriguing question to me than you know, who wins? How does this game unfold? It's does Brian
0: Harson have a job come Sunday? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And the unfortunate thing about hmm. it is, you know, what thinking about Brian Harson, and we kind of like the guy. We've said that. Yeah. Um so with like with Brian Harson being who he is, I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls the team together to make this a close game or maybe to squeak out a win, because I don't totally trust LSU yet. Mm-hmm. There's just been a little dysfunction and they've, and they've gotten better week by week. That Mississippi state win was a big one that we, that, that I talked about a minute ago. Yeah, That was a big win <sighs> and a tough win. Um, LSU. I was looking into them a little bit. I was talking about on maybe our orange cast, looking into how many plays they have over 20 yards. How do they get their points? Well, Everything they do, everything they do, is via Jaden Daniels. I mean, he's their leading rusher. Obviously, their leading passer. They're not getting the ball to Keshawn He Doesn't even have a hundred yards on the season. So, does LSU break out, or does Auburn somehow pull something out of nothing here? I don't think Auburn. I don't. I don't think they can win this game. What a feat it would be if they did, but uh-huh. their reward would be getting murdered by georgia one week later i mean it's a lose lose situation it's it's just i'm so glad we're not there right now because we've certainly been in situations similar to this but it is Mm -hmm. bad on Mm -hmm. the plains Mm -hmm. lsu wins and covers this game um now it is interesting that daniels did get a little nicked up in their last game a Mm -hmm. 38 to 0 win i believe over new mexico Um, he did get a little dinged up in that so it'll be interesting if he can't go not only for this game, but also looking ahead to Tennessee LSU one week later. Mm-hmm. Um, but LSU is going to win this game. They're going to cover this game, the, the eight-point spread. Um, I don't know, man. Do you, do you, do you fire your coach with Georgia coming to town? Do you let them run him out? I, I don't know what you do. It's just – it's a lose-lose in every sense of the word.
1: If I am the athletic director for Auburn, and if I, if I am either an, either an Auburn guy or if I understand Auburn as a culture – Yes, I fire him before Georgia comes because I don't want to fire my head coach after a Georgia loss. I want to do it off of an LSU loss. That might sound petty, but I'm not going to give them that satisfaction.
0: That's good. (laughs) That's good. LSU
1: could be looking beyond Auburn to Tennessee, and I don't think it would matter.
0: I agree. I don't think it would matter. I mean, I did did mention that while Daniels does lead the team in rushing, they – they have a few guys that they'll hand it off to. I mean, they could – I kind of feel like they could go in and do what Penn State did. I don't think they're as good as Penn State. But, I mean, that's – it's just hard to get my mind away from how just ugly that Penn State game was, how hard everything else has been for Auburn along the way. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get my mind out of that place. I mean, again, what a feat it would be if they pulled this game together to give LSU a good game or to somehow pull a win. But there's just no reward in sight for Auburn right now. Um, and you mentioned athletic director. They're actually leaning on an interim athletics director because I believe the the guy that they had left, maybe they fired him, but I think he left because of what a just, frankly, high temperature, high stress and anxiety situation it is there. So they're, uh-huh. they've got Rich McGlynn, the interim athletics director at Auburn right now. So that's a tough spot. I mean, he didn't hire Brian Harson. I mean, he's probably got little to no ties to Brian Harson. I mean, I – it's just disgusting what's yeah. going on there. It is. Yeah.
1: It's it's sad. And as a Tennessee fan, I need, I need y'all to come back. I need yeah. y'all to come back. So I'm gonna take LSU here, and I'll take LSU to do more than cover. Mm-hmm. Again, just just I, I could just base this off of what we saw last week when Auburn hosted Missouri. Missouri basically looked at Auburn and said, "No, we want you to win the game. We like Brian Harson. We think he should stay your head coach." Mm-hmm. Here, here we we want Eli drink what's out of Missouri more than we want. You know, you're I don't know how this is close. I would love for this to be close. I would love for Auburn sure. to put up a fight just so we can see some things on film as Tennessee fans going into LSU games say, oh, Auburn exposed this, Auburn exposed that, yada yada. I just don't think that's gonna happen though. I don't think that uh, Auburn's gonna help us out in any form or fashion. Keeping it in the SEC, though, Georgia will travel to Missouri, and this spread, 28-point spread. I guarantee you Vegas is is looking at this from last week going, well, if they wanted to hand it to Auburn, well, they're surely going to hand it to Georgia, right?
0: Yeah, yes. And here's a hot take for you. I think this game gets, and maybe we'll see if if how Missouri feels about it, but I, I think this game gets Eli Drinkwitz out because things are hot there as well, quickly oh. heating up, because he was a guy that had that, he had mm-hmm. the light, watered-down version of that Beamer buzz. Look at my shoes. Look how cool I am. Yeah, I'm a nerd, but watch me talk crap. I, you know, Lane Kiffin's my mentor on talking crap. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're 28-point dogs at home, and I know Georgia's good. We like Georgia. We give them credit here. We don't like them, but we respect what they're doing. Right. And they, if, if Missouri scores an offensive point, I mean, even a field goal before five minutes left in this game, I would be shocked. And, again, I think I think they pull the trigger on Drinkwitz here because I think the sweepstakes for the coaching carousel is going to heat up hot and fast and just quick, fast, and in a hurry this season. So, I think they're going to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. He'll be one of the first big names out. You know, Scott Frost's already gone. That's one thing. But Drinkwitz is gone after this week. Georgia covers this with ease. Mm-hmm. Does, M- 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 Missouri doesn't <laughs> score an offensive point until the, the third and fourth and fifth string guys are in at Georgia.
1: Okay. I, if I'm then. I'm down with that and I agree. And I think a thing that is going to play into this is the stuff that we will never see or never even be able to confirm. It's that Kirby Smart is going to look at his guys and say, if I have to answer one more freaking question about what's wrong with you guys coming out of this Kent State game, I'm just going to fire all of you. Like like let's go out, let's handle business, let's do what we are capable of doing. Georgia is so good and Missouri is so bad. The question is does
0: will Stetson Bennett need to throw a pass? I mean, really? And, and that's saying a lot because that Georgia run game has not been its old self. So that's saying a lot, and I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, there is
1: there is not a lightsaber that is in Eli Drinkwitz's, you know, little, <laughs> little, 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 little situation there that is going to bail him out of this one. I'm going to take Georgia, and I'm going to take Georgia to cover, and Kirby Smart is going to get in front of the media and say, Will y'all shut up now?
0: Please? (laughs) Yeah. Will y'all please shut up now? Yeah, Yeah,
1: absolutely. I'm going to get to West Virginia, Texas, and then we're going to get to what I believe is going to be NC State at Clemson. So let's talk West Virginia and Texas. You know, I wish this conversation was different regarding Texas, but, man, man, Texas, come on, come on, man. West Virginia at Texas, nine-and-a-half-point favorites are the Longhorns, 730 on Fox Sports 1. What you got?
0: Didn't the conversation change rather quickly and escalate rather quickly for West Virginia? They lose by seven at Pitt off of a dropped pass pick six, basically, because they then drove the field. And we're very close to tying that game up, sending it to overtime at Pitt, which was a hostile pit that week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm quickly doing a Quinn Ewers Twitter search. I would love to know his status ahead of this game. Um, but, you know what, we don't have time for that. I don't think West Virginia is as bad as they, again, quickly got the narrative as of being um, following a loss to Kansas because Kansas has proven to be, you know, kind of like 07 Kansas. But, you know, nine feels a little high for this game. Nine and a half, excuse me, feels a little high for this game because Texas, there again, is just not showing that they're back. They're not proving that they're back. You know, that Alabama game made us all want to say it, even though they lost. They played so valiantly. Um, So, I think West Virginia covers, but I do think Texas pulls off a tight, close victory late in that game. Over-under of 63? And I oh. think I like the under in that man. That seems steep, mm-hmm. um, because West Virginia is not just lighting the scoreboard up against even kind of team well Virginia Tech. They scored in the 30s. They won that game 33 to 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Texas to win. I like West Virginia to cover, and I like the under of 63.
1: I have a I have a hard time making your prediction here, just because of the status of Quinn Ewers. But I, I found I found something quick here on Twitter, and this was just an hour ago, Steve Sarkeesian was asked if he's going to start Quinn Ewers versus West Virginia. His response, I'm not going to tell you no.
0: Okay. I thought he was just going to say, I'm not going to tell you, or you know, I'm not going to give anything
1: away. So yeah. Okay. Here's another, here's something else. Texas football coach Steve Sarkeesian said Quinn Ewers wants to play. Okay. This is like the epitome of coach speak. Of course he wants to play, right?
0: I That's don't want saying nothing.
1: I don't want to be 35 years old. I want to be 25. Okay, yeah. said he. Said he's wanted to play since the injury against Alabama. Good lord, can I? Can I just be a beat writer if, if this is the stuff that I'm going to have to do? Sarkeesian said, "Ewers has gradually improved. He likes the progression Ewers has been making. It sounds like Steve Sarkeesian, just based off two tweets, is is the king." Of coach speak, so it sure does. I think this comes down to Quinn Ewers. Does he play or does he not? If Quinn Ewers plays, I'm going to take Texas. If he does not play, I think I'm going to take J T. Daniels and the Mountaineers. I don't think I. I don't think it matters where this game is at. You're looking at two programs who have recently had the wind taken out of themselves. I'm not sure West Virginia has ever recovered from this pit loss. Something that was in their hands, something that was in their grasp. It, it, It came down to a ball that was placed right in the numbers of the receivers, bounced over him and picked off and then housed. This is how you lost this game. And then Texas comes out and, and goes toe-to-toe with Goliath, otherwise known as Alabama, right? Loses yeah. loses a, a, a heartbreaker to Alabama. Turns around and loses uh, to Texas Tech after the kind of performance you gave. Because Alabama and Hudson Card plays really well in this game, and it's still not good enough. Man, you're just looking at two programs going, woof. Yeah. Woof. So, I don't know that I can give you a prediction here. I think if I had to say something, I guess I'll take Texas since it's at home and since it's at night. But what is what is the fan base of Texas right now? Are they excited to be there? I mean, are they going to sell this game out? I mean, you're, both programs are two and two. You know, I, I don't know, man. I mm-hmm. I guess give me Texas. And that that really just comes from me having really not a clue what to say because two programs are just bleh. So
0: I'm with you. I'm with you completely.
1: A more exciting matchup is going to take place in Death Valley North. Okay. Yeah. NC, NC State at Clemson. And The quarterback for NC State, oh, my gosh, Leary. Yep, his name escaped me for a second. Boy, has his name gone quiet since the start of the season.
0: Yes, it has. That that preseason Hosman buzz, that preseason top, you know, first-round quarterback buzz has sure quietened down just a little bit. And this is an undefeated, still undefeated
1: 4-0
0: NC State team. You know what? This is is, is a hypothetical
1: I'm going to throw at you. OK, mm-hmm. this is this is this is where you and I have made our living off one on one conversations. Just these these random little questions. Take take Leary, take Devin Leary and put him on Clemson's team. I think you're looking at a dang good Clemson team now. I agree. DJ's getting better, but yeah. I like Leary so much more as of right now.
0: Uh, as a quarterback, than I do Uyagale. Man, I've got so to say that. and and I'll say this: while Leary and I'm basing this off of the conversation more preseason than now, mm-hmm. but and and maybe he's a generational top quarterback at an NC State because they just don't do this all of the time. Mm-hmm. They're better than maybe you consider if you're a casual fan. They're not a terrible program, but and, and again, maybe Leary is is generational at a place like NC State. But when you look at Clemson, start with. Todd Boyd, pretty mm-hmm. dang good. Yeah, Deshaun Watson is generational at any place that he goes, almost, except for just the extreme blue bloods. Then you get to Trevor Lawrence. I'm sorry. You take a brief detour of Kelly Bryant. Mm-hmm. Then you get back to generational town and go with Trevor Lawrence. And you landed a prospect, in DJ Uyangalule, who was thought to be that generational guy. Just keep it going. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's taken him a lot longer than it did the other guys to get heated up and get going. Did he really turn a corner against Wake Forest? It, it, man, it it's it's looking like he's taking steps because he ran the ball more physically. He passed the ball a whole lot better. And I know that Wake Forest is not known for their defense, but I think I like Clemson, especially being at home. Six and a half touchdown, touchdown line there to cover. Um, I think I like them. Vegas obviously expects this to be a low scoring game at 43. Mm-hmm. Um Man, that, that would be wild. It feels like that would be wild if this game hit the under. So, I think it'll go over. But I do like Clemson. Their I think their defense is looking to bounce back off of giving up a lot of points, even in overtime. Okay. Um, I, I think I like Clemson to cover here. They're going to win it by 10 to 14 at home. DJ is going to continue this momentum and have another good game.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to and get, get into my pr- prediction here. Again, another another fun one. Okay. Yeah. Better QB one for Clemson.
0: DJ Uyagalai or Kelly Bryant? Whoo boy. Now that that is where we've made our money at. Um, good not. What a that's a great question. I mean, so, Kelly
1: Bryant won the conference and went to the he, playoffs.
0: He won the conference and went to the playoffs. I think they only lost in the playoffs like 24 to 10 to Alabama. A dang good Alabama team. A dang
1: team. good Alabama team. Yeah, and they were um, not that they were one-dimensional last year, but or that year.
0: But Kelly Bryant was an incredible runner. He sure was. Um, he sure was. Now we saw what he was, how how good of a quarterback he was, and was not when he transferred out of there. Didn't have those athletes around him like Clemson has right. had for a while. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's a dang good question. I'll say this, and this is this is such a cop out. But if DJ is the Wake Forest DJ, then I'll take DJ because I still think the ceiling is higher than it ever was for Kelly Bryant as a passer. And he also has his legs that he can use. So I'm going to lean DJ. And again, it's hard for me to kind of erase Kelly Bryant post Clemson. Um, But I'm going to lean DJ there. If not kind of comfortably take DJ in this race. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take Kelly
1: Bryant actually. Okay, because I think it's actually between the ears for Kelly Bryant, and I'm not convinced that it is for DJ. DJ doesn't seem to perform well when the spotlight is very bright,
0: good, which it, good which, point.
1: Which is why I'm actually going to take NC State to, be, okay. to begin a streak here over Clemson. Okay, because didn't they didn't they win this game in Raleigh last year, NC State? Um
0: I believe they may have. Let me see real quick. Real well, go quick. ahead.
1: Go ahead and pull that up, and and I'll I'll finish my my my, my spill here. So give me give me quarterback play Leary uh, to to do what needs to be done in order to get this win over Clemson again. It it is only a six and a half point spread. The matchup predictor for Ispian does not like NC State at all here. But DJ, even though, again, he has gotten better, I don't think he is good enough in these spotlight situations in order to get it done. Again, Leary has not been quite what we thought he was going to be kind of coming into the season, or at least his name is just not one of the hot names anymore, and that could just be simply who he plays for because at the end of the day, you know what? NC State is 4-0 and with a win over a Texas Tech who turned around and beat a Texas squeaking by Uh, And East Carolina is NC State murdering Charleston Southern and soundly taking care of UConn. So not a great resume thus far for NC State. Not as good as Clemson since they have a win over Wake Forest. But you know what? Until DJ proves to me that he can handle the spotlight, he can handle the big stage, because I think Death Valley is going to be ruckus. Yeah, it will. You know, D- uh, Dabo Sweeney is going to run down that hill at 100 miles an hour <laughs> like he's been doing, mm-hmm. and and it's it's going to be big. And Dabo is 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 that guy who embraces the spotlight and he likes to talk about it. Yada yada yada. He's constantly recruiting, and DJ just kind of strikes me as this 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 guy kind of huddled in the corner like, I just want to play football. I don't want
0: anybody to watch me. Yeah. You know? I, hey. I can't argue that too too much. And NC State won this game in two overtimes, 27 to yes. 21. Yes. What a low-scoring, 48 total points game yes. that was when you consider two overtimes. Yeah. DJ, and again, this was in September. Looks like week four last year. Mm-hmm. Not a good game. I mean, 12 of 26 is what I'm basing that off of. Yeah. Uh, passing, 111 yards, also not great. Two touchdowns, not bad. One pick, but they weren't able to run that well. Um Leary had himself a very pretty a really nice game, 32, 44, 238, and four touchdowns, no turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's a great point. I will stand by Clemson. That was a great, great uh, argument that you made just then. I like what you said. I'm gonna stand by Clemson. I do think that I don't think they're dead yet. And I think if they will embrace that kind of conversation that creeps in when you get past the top layers of Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, you know, that next conversation is kind of like, is Clemson done? Mm-hmm. Do they need Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson to even be a shell of themselves? I think they're going to embrace it, and I think they're going to want to make a statement here. Okay. Uh, listen,
1: I won't be surprised. I, I will not be surprised, and I know that probably sounds like a cop-out. However, if, if, if I were to, I think, place some money on this, I'm, I'm probably going to go NC State. Just and, and I don't think it even has to do anything with the trajectory of the Clemson program. I just think it could come down to quarterback play. Simple, simple as that. Last game of our conversation today, in our final and closing minutes, Alabama at Arkansas. Please tell me you have seen what they are doing to this stadium for Arkansas.
0: Oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna wear Alabama's colors. That's a real <laughs> nice idea. That's just cute, man. That's they're cute. doing a red out. Do they know that they're hosting the crimson?
1: tied like
0: I don't I don't think they do um and I wonder I wonder kind of what drove that we know that Tennessee's checkering of Neyland is is a fan-driven campaign that does get picked up by that has the caught a department.
1: lot of national media attention it has. by
0: the way it has there was a huge segment done on it in the Ole Miss Tennessee game a year ago um, but it, it started out as a fan campaign so I wonder where this ridiculous red out idea came from because it's just the worst yeah. to me. I mean, the worst, but yeah. um Maybe if they were we hosting could, us, you know? Yeah. Maybe if a, they're hosting
1: a, a total contrast of colors.
0: Completely agreed. Completely. Yeah. But they're hosting Alabama and Vegas doesn't care where this game's at. The matchup predictor is laughable, laughably in Alabama's favor. This is an Alabama that, ha- yeah, they handled Vanderbilt. So what they handled UL Monroe, big deal. They squeaked by Texas. We know that they handled Utah state, but they've not been their old selves along the way here. So Vegas is like, you know, we don't care until we see it. They're still going to be a 17 point road favorite. Um, Razorback stadium is a pretty good environment. It will be, it will be nice. It'll be nice on Saturday at three yeah. 30. Um, but all that said, I I don't know where to go here exactly. I mean, I think I like – I think I like Alabama to pull this because, because of the way that they won that game last year. Arkansas caught their attention. They still have Bryce Young. Yeah, they still got to figure out the receiver thing and and who's their deep threat. But I don't know that I like Arkansas because, I mean – can they move the ball as consistently as they did last year without a guy like Traylon Burks? And yeah, they've moved the ball this year. Yes, I like and maybe even love KJ Jefferson, but I still think I'm looking at the trust factor and still gonna roll with Alabama. I'm gonna I'm gonna give in to Vegas' trap here. I don't I don't
1: know why you wouldn't take Mama, you know. I think that obviously it's the it's it's the safe pick. I think it's the pick that makes the most sense. Arkansas Found a way to lose last week in the most iconic, unbelievable top of the field goal post, something I have never seen. I'm very interested to see what kind of Arkansas rolls out, how Sam Pittman can emotionally recover his guys.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I think they will bounce back. I think they will put up a
0: fight, but they're just not as deep. Right.
1: You know. And I'll tell you
0: this, their pass defense is woeful. Their run defense is solid. Ninety-nine point three yards allowed on average, but their pass defense is woeful. So not ideal as a Tennessee fan, thinking ahead a couple weeks Mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe maybe Alabama irons some of those things out. If there's remaining kinks, they iron those out against this woeful Arkansas pass defense. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, that's just a factor that makes me like my like my gut even more here.
1: Yeah, I can see the bottom falling out for Arkansas in the fourth quarter. So I'm going to take Alabama to cover in 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 Fayetteville here, which which stinks because you know I like Arkansas. If 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 Arkansas had had beaten A and M last week, maybe knocked down that field goal, you know, riding a high, playing with some confidence, you know, which is confidence. You, you can't go into an Alabama game with any kind of emotional defeat inside of you. Mm-mm. They're going to expose it
0: mm-hmm. and
1: quarterback play really like KJ's Everson, but Bryce Young's better. He's just better. You he know? is. He's just better. And a, a conversation that we haven't spent a lot of time talking about is the lack of production from a Jameer Gibbs, you know, which is, which is really interesting, but I don't know that it matters here, you know, mm-hmm. Just, uh, with like you said, the, the, the past defense for Arkansas. So, so give me, give me Bryce young, give me, give me Alabama. Unfortunately here, the hope for us is what I was saying earlier is that Arkansas will put some things on film for us as we draw near to playing yeah. Alabama, not saying that we're going to beat them or anything. Right. But, you know, hopefully we can, we can lay some haymakers on them or something, but give me Alabama.
0: And I'll tell you this, just speaking quickly to Jameer Gibbs' product production, his usage, um, I think they view him as a more modern type of back where Jameer Gibbs is their second leading receiver, both in terms of receptions, yards, touchdowns, every sense of the word he's their second leading receiver behind uh, Treshawn Holden, roommate of Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. um now his run his he's got four less carries than jace mcclellan so he's also second in rush yards attempts um he doesn't have a rushing touchdown which is kind of kind of curious but i think they view him as that next level that futuristic if you will mm-hmm. nfl running back that's just going to go that that i think they want to use him the way maybe that the saints throw the ball to an alvin kamara i'm not making the comparison right. He certainly has that potential but yeah. But I think that's the way they view him and want to use him, especially when you look at the receptions and,
1: and just sure. how many touches
0: he has that way. Sure.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I agree with you. That, that's great stuff right there. Alabama's going to have it figured out. Nick Saban's going to have it figured out. I'm I'm not – if I'm an Alabama fan, I, which is funny because I was speaking to one last night, he said, man, I'm worried about this Alabama game. This Arkansas game. I went, uh, I think you're fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I really do think you're fine. So, uh, anyway, with that said – this can bring us to the end of our show. Well, actually, you had you had some Heisman stuff. Do you do you want to tap on that real quick? We're we're in the final minutes here. Do You just want to?
0: Just I think want I want to up? save that for maybe an LSU preview. Um, okay. I've done some just to preview it. I've done some Hindenhooker Hooker looking into his stats uh, because the buzz has been there after that Florida win, mm-hmm. um, and he's put up some numbers. Let's not let's not get it twisted, but just to want to present some facts in our next podcast, our next Orange Cast, talking about Hindenhooker, Hooker, talking about this Heisman talk. Where does he stack up against previous quarterbacks that won it through four weeks, through the month of September? Love mm-hmm. to dive into that. I have found some really interesting stuff, I feel like. So, yeah, be prepared for that in our next Orange Cast. Okay. Yeah, sounds
1: good, man. Uh, if I had to name a Heisman winner right now, I'm probably going like a CJ Stroud.
0: It would be hard not to. I'm just going to go ahead and give you that preview as well. It would be hard not to. And it'll be hard for him not to win this award, I think, based on him not winning it last year and Ohio State being Ohio State. Absolutely.
1: Anyway, with that said, that's going to bring us to the end of our show. Thank you so much for letting us tickle your ears and letting us tickle your ears for as long as we did. This was a longer episode. Appreciate you being with us. Maybe we were with you on your drive to work, and maybe we were with you on your drive home from work. Needless to say, happy Friday, everybody. Hope you have uh, the most fantastic weekend enjoying this college football season. If you want to say thank you... To me and Mike, you can do that by subscribing. You can like and you can like this video on YouTube. You can subscribe on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. You can make sure that you are notified on your phone every time an episode drops. Thank you so much for your support for telling everybody for your ma's and your paws and your granddaddies about pandemonium reigns. We love you guys. God bless and go balls.
0: Amen, brother. Pandemonium Rains.